Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alamoves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hey everyone, it's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. Hi Jess. Hi everyone. I am Jen. Welcome to our beauty podcast. It's so Friday. Jen. Oh, yes. TGIF. It's also interview day. Jen, tell me about this interview you did. I will. I will indeed. I love that we're doing this a week after we talked about menopause. We talked about the second half of life. Let's talk about the first half of life, okay? Let's balance it out. So our guest today. <laughs> I love that you've split it so, neatly into halves. <laughs> 
Yep. We're all going to live to 100. And Naomi was talking about 50 plus, And Marina's going to talk about under 50. No, she's actually going to talk even younger. Uh, you know we're age agnostic here at Fat Mascara. Yes. So we're going to be talking about Gen Z because Marina Monsor is the vice president of beauty and wellness for Kyra, which is a Gen Z entertainment company that produces branded content for TikTok manages Gen Z creatives, like which are basically like the beauty influencers and just influencers that create on TikTok and Pinterest and a couple other platforms. And they operate, this is cool, their own TikTok native beauty-focused publication. So take your Allure magazine and move and make it a TikTok, and that is theirs, which is Blended, the account for that. Very cool. I'll link to in the show notes, but it's called Blended and it's from Kyra. So anyway, Kyra last year, I don't know if you guys remember this. I talked about this. They released a state of beauty report and I talked about some of the things I learned from it on the episode. And the person who was the one of the creators of that report reached out to me and that is Marina. So we struck up a DM relationship and kept in touch. And so then she just hinted to me that she was doing to the 2022 report. And I was like, why don't you come on and let's talk about it? So Marina runs the beauty and wellness portion of their business. And prior to her position at Kyra, she held positions in brand partnerships, business development, and influencer marketing for several other companies, including Sony Music Entertainment and Adidas, as the Germans say, because I have a German stepson. (laughs) So we talked through a bunch of beauty trends and popular products, but also how trends are created today and the future of beauty content, because I realize... Yes, Jess, go ahead. You have a thought on that? No, 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 no. No, I'm excited. I know, you just looked very excited, like you were ready to jump in. But I realize not everybody listens to beauty podcasts, and you might want to get your beauty content some other ways. So we will talk about that too. And she has some great insights, so I know you're going to love her expertise. Marina, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Hey, Jen. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So we already told our listeners what you do. You're based Mm -hmm. in London, right? I am. I am. So you're VP of Beauty and Wellness at Kyra. So tell us what Kyra does for people who, who don't know. Yeah, sure. So Kyra is a global creator economy business. We bridge the gap between brands and TikTok creators. First and foremost, we're a team of creators at our core. We produce best in class social content and it's very much geared towards Gen Z as an audience. Within the business, we have different pillars. So we have Kyra Originals, which is our roster of originally produced TikTok channels. We just launched the first TikTok native beauty channel, which we'll get to. I saw Blended, right? Yes, Blended, Blended. She's love it. Thank I think you. I saw your face on it too. <laughs> yeah, times. yeah. I do. I do some cameos on there as Little well. Little trend which is reporting. Really yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just it's just good fun, and it all kind of sits in this in this world. You know, it's it's you kind of have to be a bit of a polymath, I think, to to really thrive in the beauty world these days. Um, but that's that's really exciting. So that's us in Cairo Studios. Alongside Cairo Studios, we have. Kyra profile which is a creator incubator program creators like abby roberts nintendo girl iconic cakes all sit in that part of the business kyra studios is our production studio and we create social content on behalf of our brand partners so whether it's executing creator-led campaign 
means running TikTok channels kind of end to end. We do all that good stuff there. I'm going to pause you. Brand partners, just for like lay people. We're talking about like a beauty brand. Like say Maybelline wants to come in and work with a TikTok creator. You're going to make it happen for them. Yeah. Yeah. And Maybelline's one of She's doing the business language with us, everybody. (laughs) She called them brand partners. I know. But I just to break it down so people know how it works. Yeah, totally, totally. Beauty brands, exactly. And then we have our Kyra platform, which will be out later this year, which will essentially scale that bridging of brands and creators and really enabling partnerships in kind of a bigger way. So that's us. That's Kyra. So uh, just since we're talking a lot about Gen Z and we're talking about trend forecasting things, just so everybody Mm -hmm. knows, I assume, I should not assume, but are you a member of that generation? Oh, Jen, you are so sweet. I'm absolutely not. No, no, no. I, 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 turn, I turn 33 next month, but you know, they've told me a thing or two about skincare. Let's put it that way. Right? They are so yeah. obsessed. Okay, we're going to get obsessed. into that. Before we get into that, just personally, I know you used to work in the music industry. Yes. So your job is so focused on beauty now. Is that because mm. it's like your J-O-B or do you personally have an interest in beauty? So I really, I've always loved beauty. It's, it's kind of started, my relationship with skincare really started with my mum. I've had, I've had at least a three step skincare routine since I was quite literally 12 years old. I really remember the first time I bought my first like serious piece of makeup, which was this. What was it? It was a highly unflattering blue Mac eyeliner. But at the time I loved it so much. And I really, I really remember going into the Mac store and kind of saving up for this eyeliner that I was obsessed with at the time. So beauty was always a really big passion point for me. And then when I sort of, and when I was in music, I was very much in between brands and and creators. And at that point, they were musicians. So then when I, I've been at Kyra, it's been around five and a half years. I've been here five years of those five and a half years. So from from the very, very kind of like ground, ground zero kind of beginning. And there was an opportunity to really lean into beauty in lots of exciting and different ways and be really creative and work with amazing people. So that's kind of where it, where it really started and grew into kind of what we're doing today. How kismet for you, if this was something that you were into before I and know. it just overlaps with the, you know, the skills that you had. Yeah. And very fortunate. Are. Very fortunate for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about where people get their beauty advice and recommendations Mm. and things like that. Before you got this job, clearly you are so immersed in this one platform, TikTok, Mm. because that's where the audience is for Gen Z. But where did you look to? Like besides your mom, besides the Mac person yeah, helped you yeah, at the Mac yeah. store. What were where were you looking for beauty advice and recommendations? So I think I was I was looking very much where where everyone else did on a smaller scale. It was it was my friends and family and and kind of people whose opinion I really trusted. And I think when we talk about TikTok and we talk about the phenomenon of the creator economy, I think we can sometimes overcomplicate the fact that that peer-to-peer advocacy we always had, whether it was, yeah. you know, your your out to dinner and someone pulls out a lip gloss and you talk about that lip gloss or someone says, you know, I've just found this and it's really changed my skincare routine. You know, you know this person, you trust this person. So you go out and you buy the lip gloss, you know, whereas that's exactly what's happening on TikTok with creators. But instead of being, you know, one-to-one and and peer-to-peer, it's kind of created to their community and their audience. But that relationship is very much the same and, and, and really it's fostered on trust. That's so funny because I was going to ask you, it's peer-to-peer, but where mm. would Gen Z congregate if TikTok went away? I The reason I ask is I keep seeing, you know, with the governments involved all over the world and their yes. ability to limit different platforms when they want to, you know, it happens yeah. all the time. What if 
TikTok went away, where do you think that this generation would be doing that peer-to-peer? So I think... YouTube is still a huge platform and it can't be underestimated. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. a trickier platform and both for creators and and for brands being on the platform it it takes a a very long amount of, you know, it takes time, it takes an investment. You can't go viral and suddenly you've got a million followers overnight. It you know, you have to it's a real craft, but I think if I was to, you know, if I was to hedge my bets, I would say YouTube shorts would go flying mm-hmm. and and it would be there. And also I think Pinterest is a really under, I think it's an underutilized platform as far as everyone outside of Gen Z. But Gen Z love Pinterest. Yeah, and they have all those tools for like, it's showing how it would look on your skin tone yes. or those kind of different things that they've been playing with that are so fun. Yeah, because I just think about that, like in my day, like if the internet went down. Well, there was no internet, but like we would have zines or magazines. Mm, Like mm. I wonder if they would revert to that kind of medium, but no, they'd still be online and just going to different platforms. Yeah, I'd say so. Like maybe, maybe it's discord, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's somewhere else, but I think, I think at the heart, it is somewhere where there's community and there's conversation and there's that sharing. Yeah. We, uh, I loved last year, Kyra produced the Gen Z State of Beauty Report. Actually, that's how we connected because I shouted it out on the podcast. And then you reached out to me, I reached out to you. Anyway, you've done it again this year, a Gen Z State of Beauty for 2022. The cool thing about this, so tell me the background, but like it's both, you're talking to that generation and then also those peer to those create, those content creators, right? both sides of the coin. Yeah, I think if if we're looking if if I'm thinking about the value of the report and who would who would benefit from from kind of reading it or or kind of leafing through it, it's it's everyone in beauty. It's the creators, it's the brands, it's the agencies, it's the analysts, it's the thought leaders, you know, it's the journalists. We it's a really rich report and we're really proud to have started really strong last year and and really elevated and and deepened some of the thinking in the analysis this year. But first and foremost, we we want it to be some somewhat of a, a bit of a gift to the industry because we do, you know, we're a very data and insights focused business. A lot of what we do starts from kind of the science the numbers and then we kind of drape this amazing creativity over the top of it but that's really that was really the focus of the report but it's not just data because you're like getting in there and asking gen z about their feelings and about you know how they you know their passion for beauty and i know they have that passion Mm -hmm. i'm going to just say beauty with a capital b what does that word even mean to them yeah it's it's definitely you know i think beauty to young people means something really different to what it meant to, to, to me at that same age, for example. I would actually liken beauty to more like music as a passion point. You know, it's almost like brands are the new bands. It's like, what are you putting on your skin? What are you using? All of these things are like signals to, to which kind of tribe you belong to. But beauty is very much, it's not only a passion point. I think currently with, with the sort of the discussion and the real push for visibility and inclusivity, beauty sits very comfortably in that conversation. Yeah. I think as, as a form of, of artistry and self-expression and creativity, I think beauty is, is really exciting kind of looking at it in that respect. I think what beauty isn't as much as it was previously is this thing about making you like look beautiful and attractive to 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 other people. I think beauty this generation has really owned it and kind of reclaimed beauty as something for yourself, which I find hugely inspiring. Yeah. The re- and if people are listening and they're like 
okay, so why are you on Fat Mascara? What are we talking about? I personally, just so you know too, like I love learning from other generations. Specifically, it mm. used to be for me, like the older generations, they've been through it. They've tried products. What do they learn? How do they build confidence? But I think it's so important to go the other way and learn from younger generations too. Like they don't come into things with these preconceived notions of how things are done. Like why, you know, blush has to go on my cheeks. Who said? You know, I love that about this generation. Likewise. And so I, mm. isn't it great? So I like, what can we learn from Gen Z about beauty? Like what have you specifically after you were doing, you were enmeshed in this data all year long. What surprised <laughs> you where you were like, oh, these kids. And they're not kids, by the way. They're like, <laughs> right. Yeah. What, are, what age group are we talking about? You know, I think, I think, you know, traditionally Gen Z are referred to kind of like 18 to 24, 25, but the first okay. generation of Gen Z that we were talking about sort of two, three years ago, when suddenly people stopped saying the the term young people and everyone was like Gen Z, that generation is in their late twenties now, you know? So I don't think there's this huge, like, you know, gap between like the Gen Z and and the kind of the millennial consumer at all. I actually think Gen Z for all of the, for all of these reasons, they are, you know, and, and, and to answer your question, Jen, in regard to, to what we can learn from them from a beauty perspective, I think they are much more, you know, fearless is the first word that comes to mind. Mm. I think they're much more creative. I think, you know, using eyeliner as lip liner, you know, saying like, you know, blush doesn't have to go on the apples of my cheeks, which I don't, I don't think I ever heard anything else. Like blush goes on the apples of your cheeks always mm. until, you know, I started, I started spending a lot of time on TikTok and that really changed. And, you know, the kind of under eye blush trend is, is so interesting. And, because the platform... I've dem- been trying it, by the way. I'm pausing you because... Yeah. Guys, put your blush right... Like, bring it up above your apples. Like the skater boy kind of. I don't know. It's it's all over. It's got a little Japanime in it. Yes. But, like, you look so vibrant. Yes. It's just really sweet. It's such a good look. I, I totally agree. And I, I think I think that's that's really why there's a real virality to this culture on TikTok is because yeah. it is fun and it does make you feel good. But also, you know, if if what you use makeup for is is to make yourself feel good and look good and, and what have you, like those are really useful tools. Like it's really useful for me to to know where to put my concealer to make, you know, my eyes look lifted. Like I I love that. Thank you. TikTok, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. So so it's a bit of, there's still a service to it in that we're learning how to use these, but also mm. it's like you said, like music, like it's creative, it's a sharing, it's a community. It's not just where to put your concealer. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So we mentioned a trend, like we mentioned this blush, like where it goes, but do you think there's still such a thing as trends in this day and age? And I'm not talking about like, sure, a trend might be CBD skincare products. I'm talking about like looks. Yeah. Cause doesn't, cause I feel like sometimes I'm like, they have it so easy. Anything goes like you could go to like a party in your early twenties and you're not going to look out of place the way to me, it seems in previous generations yes. you might. Yeah. Do you I, find that or are there still trends and I'm totally making it like glossier than it is? So I, I think, I think there is some truth in, in, in what you're speaking to for sure. I think from, from a trend perspective, I think they, they definitely have less of a burn. So I think they kind of, they they kind of burn quite bright and then they kind of go away. So, you know, if if we're looking at something like metallics, like I feel like metallic shadows, metallic lip, like playing with metallic was is is kind of 
been pretty big over the last kind of few weeks couple of months you know graphic liner felt like it came out of nowhere and then suddenly everyone was was kind of using graphic liner the sort of now going into fall it seems like that kind of brown movie sort of like almost 90s kind of supermodel throwback kind of aesthetic is really in mm-hmm. you know thin brows like all these these kind of trends they do pop up but they kind of instead of like popping up and then going away like they used to it's kind of like a bit of a whack-a-mole situation they sort of like sprout and then they stay on the landscape and like yeah whether whether you're doing like the kind of overlining your cupid's bow and kind of doing a rounder lip whether like faux freckles is still a thing you're doing whether you know actually like siren eyes is something that's now in your like daily makeup rep- repertoire okay Overlining brown lip, I got you. Faux mm-hmm. freckles, for sure, got you. Mm-hmm. What is siren eyes? I really believe we used to call it the fox eye, and then we, it's kind of had a bit of a rebrand. But it's kind mm-hmm. of this sort of like lifted, very sultry kind of like in a in a corner liner, outer corner liner kind of yeah, very lifted sort of sexy look in the eye. That's but, what I thought, but yeah. then I was like, I thought that was the fox eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah exactly. Like, don't they get these names and don't you look at them and you're like, I'm sorry, we know this trend that's been around. It just didn't have that name. Like, okay, gym lips. Wasn't yeah. that just like overlining with nude lip? Oh, <laughs> look at gym, like, honestly, honestly, gym lips. I'm like, because sometimes I'm like, t- not everything is a trend. Like some things are just like <laughs> putting a lip gloss on your, like putting a lip mask on your lip and going to the gym is I'm, not no, a trend. I'm glazing. Marina, just, I'm glazing. I'm not putting on lip gloss. <laughs> but actually what I find really fascinating in, in speaking to that is the older products that Gen Z discover. Like I'm seeing people on my timeline talking about Elizabeth Arden 8-Hour Cream. Like oh. that that product is as old as bread. Like it's been around forever. Like, but they're like talking about it. It's like this new, like, and, and it is an incredible product. Of course it is. That's why yeah. it's got this like cult, like decades of a cult following. But that, like the NYX dry oil, which, you know, my mum's been using my entire life. Like I've always known oh, about this it's one. Bad. It's It's incredible, like an absolute grail. But it's so interesting because this generation are discovering skincare and the nuances of it for the first time. So when they're seeing something like, you know, last year when black honey started trending yes clinic black honey yeah yeah and I was like where did who found this in in what makeup bag from where like you know it's literally like someone found it made a video that really resonated and then and then there you go viral yeah you bring this up. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it mm. seems relevant. Sometimes these trends come up, Gen Z grabs onto them, and the cultural context gets lost or the mm. history of the look gets lost. And I wonder if they always are noticing that or if you see there's a concern of like, let me check, you know, give a name check to the culture that started this trend or do a little homework. Like that's my nervousness about this platform is sometimes Mm. these trends come up and nobody's like fact checked or even given you that rich history behind it. Does that, does that concern this generation or you? I think it definitely, you you know, the, the great thing about TikTok is the platform is democratized. So you can, you can, you can share a video. The comment section will show you. <laughs> yeah, like, the comment section is live. So, you know, yeah. if you, if you are, there, there is a real demand from this audience for you to, to be, you know, if you are a white creator and you're using gua sha, like there is an expectation that you 
share like where the practice came from if you are following a creator that that is an expert in it who who is from you know the culture that it, c- it comes from like you share that there's there's a real need for that mm-hmm. um, that's not to say that everyone always does it of course not but I yeah and and that is that is what it is but I think absolutely there is there is a need I think we as a beauty community have the responsibility when you do have these trends that come from different cultures or from different places to ensure that we're telling that full story and you know whether people have an awareness of you know a cut crease or overlined lips coming from like you know drag culture and drag makeup like who knows but it's 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 important I think if you do have the opportunity to elevate and shine light on on cultures particularly marginalized communities where beauty has come from that you use your voice to do that for sure it's interesting that you brought up the democracy of it because you're right when it was instagram say you posted something maybe it was slightly appropriated and you forgot to give context Mm. whatever it was the comments were bad you got nervous you deleted the post it that I feel like that doesn't happen in TikTok. It's like the comments tell you, oh shit, I forgot. You stitch it back together or you reply to one of the comments with a new video. Mm-hmm. And it and there's less of that pressure of like this perfect grid. And it becomes more like I'll look at some creators and they have like seven in a row about the same look or the same video, just responding to people's comments. Yeah. And like it'll be the same video shown again and again, but just with a different voiceover. So now we can talk about the fact that, you know, overlining your lips might've come from the Chola communities in California or whatever Mm. it might be. And I really, I mean, like you said, that, I think that's a good thing. That's an evolution of the way we've been looking at beauty. I agree. I agree. And I think, I think that warmth and that kind of togetherness within the community is, is also why it's so rich and it, and it, and it thrives is because I think it isn't, like it used to be on other social platforms where like you messed something up and then that was it like you were like on the chopping block to being cancelled like not that of course that still happens but I think there is much more space for conversation and much more space for a discussion rather than just being like you got that wrong how inhumane of you not to be like totally informed you know yeah there's much more of a process which which is you know I think it's healthy it's definitely healthy is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alanmoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. 
Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off.
And you're on the side of it now that you are, not you, but Kyra is in a way one of these creators with Blended, right? You own, yes. This channel is TikTok native, beauty. Think of it, guys, like a, like a beauty zine. There's trend reports, but they also do like, you know, they talked about talc and why it might be contaminated with asbestos. There's like a learning to it. What are you finding people are responding to that you've put out on Blended? I think it, it really depends. So our our goal with the platform with with the Tell me. with the channel really is we want it to be for everyone. We want it to be for your like I'm thinking about my first moisturizer. What moisturizer do I get? And I'm thinking about, you know, whether like this trend is something that we're gonna see over like the next decade or not. It's 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 everything from products to analysis to things that, you know, like the clean girl aesthetic and whether that's problematic or where that's really come from. It's 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 a platform. So definitely the things are a little bit punchier and, and may, maybe not controversial, but like have a little bit more of a thought to it. We definitely get like both sides because, you know, sometimes yeah. you come out of your side of TikTok and you go into another corner of TikTok and sometimes, you know, you have a very different kind of audience there. But definitely, you know, things that are education focused r- work really well. I think things that generally other either creators or publishers on the platform aren't talking about work really well are or aren't I'm sorry they do work well yeah because I think beauty in in going back to to how democratized TikTok is TikTok is has the only beauty community in the world where you don't have your beauty editors and your kind of you know your laws gatekeepers you don't exactly you don't have them so that creates a really exciting environment for creators to rise to the top and you love them and you trust them and you know they will they're who you get your kind of information and and kind of product recommendations from but at the same time the reason that dams and makeup artists and estheticians do so well on the platform is because they are professionals and they know their stuff there's a real need for this education like trusted education which is why which is part of why we launched the 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 channel to be honest like we want blended to be that trusted voice so when we are talking about something like semi-permanent foundations or we're talking about you know procedures or talc for example we can firstly invest the time editorially to create something that is well researched but also we, we have a name that people will trust what is semi-permanent foundation? Oh gosh, there's, there's a video. So actually, that's one of our viral ones. <laughs> um, I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that is? No, what I know it? it's 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 fascinating. It's sort of like all to do with like depositing pigment, kind of in like a deeper. Okay, that's what skin. I was thinking. Yes, yes. We used to call that like per- permanent makeup, even though it faded. But like tattooing, like micro pigmentation yeah. of color, like yeah. a lip blushing. Or if you have a scar, Super you could cover up the stretch mark by putting a little pigment where the shinier, lighter skin color was. Okay, well, there you go. Just we're just sure. re- rebranding and 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 a past <laughs> trend. <laughs> I, I, my co-host and I talk about this all the time. You give it a good name, yes. and that's what it takes to like, you know, make it. But that I love that because I'm, you know, I'm a writer. I'm an editor at heart. Like giving sure. it a name is like sometimes what makes a trend take off. Like. I Honestly, want that. I don't even know what that is, and I want to do that because it sounds cool. Glaze donut nails. What, like <laughs> people, it is people. beigey brown with <laughs> yeah. some opalescent clear top coat. Right? Isn't it's that what it is? Shimmering nail polish. Like, can we just it's shimmery you know? beige nail polish? <laughs> 
I think we should just pick food, by the way. Food, when you give it like a food name, should we like right here just like try and come up with one that can take off? Because yes. then people make it like a delicious food, like a lim- mochi skin, right? Think about them, dumpling, dips. dewy dumpling. Exactly. Yeah. All you just that. need like a dessert food. <gasps> Somebody needs to do like the online game of like pick an adjective, pick a body part, pick a beauty <laughs> yeah. product. We're yeah. going to make you the next viral beauty trend. <laughs> I, I mean, would, I would like send me the link, literally. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like get your Hogwarts name. No, I don't want that. I want to do this instead. Stripper name? No. Yeah, exactly. So I was looking at your report and I noticed, which I think we all know, how obsessed everyone is with skincare. You called some mm. of Gen Z these skin intellectuals. I cannot believe sunscreen was their number two most favorite skin product. I know. Isn't that so happy? Yes. Yes. Why do you think that is? Like, and what are some of the other popular types of products and brands, you know, in skincare for this generation? Yeah, so I think it's definitely, it's reflecting of a growth of understanding and information, both between, you know, SPF being being really essential for skin health, but also like skin aging and prevention. I think if you, you know, if you're an individual who who is challenged by things like rosacea or hyperpigmentation, I think now understanding that SPF is a really big part of curing and preventing those skin concerns is huge as well. Yeah. So I think it's really it's really it's really exciting how how much SPF is actually beginning to be understood. I think I don't know if we're into like two-hour reapplication and like, you know, the kind of UVA v UVB and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, I think we're, we're, we're starting really strong in that respect for sure. From from a brand's perspective, I definitely, you know, scrolling through the timeline, there's there's a handful that I would say come up all the time. It's definitely, you know, La Roche-Posay, which is a huge favorite of mine, especially the recent one with the new filter. That one comes mm-hmm. up a lot. Definitely, as far as sunscreen, yeah. As far as sunscreen, yes. Then Supergoop. A lot like the glowy sun, sunscreen. I see that quite a lot. And Bondi Sands, actually, which I don't know if that's big in the US, but it's it's an Australian brand, really big in the UK. And, you know, Australia has has just really strict kind of regulations around SPF because, you know, unfortunately, cancer is really high in Australia. You know, the sun's really strong there. So there's a different and I, I believe it's also SPF is categorized as a drug rather than like a beauty yes. product. Also, they have a lot of ingredients approved there mm. that we, for example, in the United States don't. And they're the good ones, the yeah. sheer ones that don't leave the white cast. And exactly. I'm like, come on, USA, get yeah. on board, get us <laughs> yeah. some of that, you know? Well, yeah, th- those are definitely the ones that I'm seeing, like, in the get ready with me. It's like, I'm going to prep my skin before I do my makeup. Like, I've, I've, that's those are the ones that I'm consistently seeing come up for sure. Yeah. Do you see any issues with... I've been talking about this with some other guests. The fact that they are already concerned about skin aging, because clearly the SPF con- comes from the fact that they want to prevent that aging, which I think is great because it's also preventing, you know, it's a medical yes. thing. It's preventing cancer and all of that. But because we are, su- this is such a visual platform and such a visual generation that they grew up on social media, do you see that age where they start to worry about looking older? being younger than it was with previous generations? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think I think I think that is I think that's a, that's a, the slightly darker side of, of of kind of what we're discussing yeah. and understanding all of this. You know, I I have had a skin routine since I was 12, but I definitely wasn't obs- not obsessive, but it wasn't like the main focus of my life and what I talked about to my friends and and kind of, you know, based my whole evening around. I think 
Yeah, I think, you know, that there also needs to be, and I think we're getting there because V, the report last year and what we saw this year, there's a, there's a real maturing, excuse mm. the pun, in regards to like this audience's relationship with skincare. I think before, and you know, this is, this is, this is all to say if you, you know, if you are really struggling with things like acne and like, you know, that part of your skin journey is, is, is really, you know, it's very, very present. That's a different thing. But I think, mm. you know, we, we first started with kind of like learning and sort of, kind of finding our feet with skincare and I think now and and this is something that we definitely see or we believe will continue as kind of the years go on there's a deeper understanding of right you know maybe you're 19 20 years old and you don't need seven steps in your skincare routine maybe actually like stripping it back and understanding based on your skin when Mm -hmm. actually the appropriate time to look at preventative skincare feels right for you I think we'll we'll get there but currently we're still really fine I think this generation is still also finding its feet a little bit in regards to their their attitude to to skincare it's it speaks back to something you were talking about where the trends come really fast like wildfire and then settle down and we learn a bit more that's the thing with this like instead of like oh I'm gonna go way back like with a magazine where it took two months to produce it Mm. and do all the research and whatever and then you sat with it a while and then put it out here it's like we put it out if we made a mistake we're gonna pull it back and sort of rethink and contextualize with the aging conversation for example but that speed it's nice to know there's this corrective factor built in where this generation might be like baby Botox everybody's on board and then you know someone puts up a video whoa 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 yes like you're 28 why are we talking about Botox or whatever it might be and and you know one of the I was I was listening to to I think it was last week's show on skin cycling and I and I found it really fascinating how like skin cycling was this like you know revolutionary concept and it was like well would you go to the gym and like spin and then do yoga and then do weights and then run like no like and and yeah that has the same effects as on your body as like your acids and your retinol and your recovery days and your peels on your skin so you short like surely you 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 pick one and you do one on that like evening and then the next day you do another one and and I think you know the realization was right we are still we're still young in this like we're still young in our skincare journey in regards to gen z and kind of really understanding it on a deeper level and I think, yeah, I think I think that's exciting. But I also think, yeah, that there's there's a lot of room for for error and like mixing active ingredients that absolutely should not oh, be gosh. mixed. Yeah. But this also goes back to you know creators, channels, people you can trust to give you that information. And or the person who makes the error for you yeah. puts up the video. So <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. I think about that one. This might have been a YouTube, but like she does the curling iron and like just puts her and like the hair piece just like completely falls off. Like she just melted her hair, her curling. <laughs> oh like and we all learned, okay, not gonna yes. do that. Yeah. Thank for you for sure. teaching me. <laughs> for sure. And that's, you know, I think that's also part part of like the beauty and the value of the platform as well, is there's absolutely that element to it also. Yeah, like a static photo of a magazine in vogue in the 80s. You were never going to see like the behind the scenes of like the tapes that were keeping her skin up or whatever it is. Exactly. And now we've exactly. pulled back that curtain. Can we talk about fragrance a little? Because I love that mm. you included it in this report because it's like ugh, one of my passions. Yes. 
And it's exciting to me. There was this whole moment in the beauty industry where like, oh, young people don't wear perfume. And wow, I don't know if it's a pandemic or whatever, but that Mm. has sure changed, right? What is resonating with this generation with regards to fragrance? So I think it's a real change in, in attitude towards fragrance. I think now fragrance very much speaks to how they feel, how they want to feel, but also, and, and, and it kind of, it's sort of the ante of having your kind of signature sense. I think that is very, that feels very rare now. It's more like your fragrance is part, it's like the finishing touch to your whole aesthetic. So if you're wearing a specific outfit, you know, there might be a fragrance that connects with that outfit, but it's definitely right. much more of a fragrance and how this audience feels. It affects how they feel, you know, as, as a bottle and, and how it sits aesthetically on their dresser. Like, you know, what a bottle looks like is really, is it's really meaningful. It's yes. a vibe. It's exactly. an aesthetic. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely, I think that is, that is, that feels quite new. Yeah. I, cause I've had a lot of perfumers on this show and they often talk about how perfume historically, you know, was like, well, first it was like to cover up bad smells because everybody wasn't showering. Mm. But like Mm. in the modern history was a sexual tool, like attraction. It was all about being sexy. And I remember a word stood out in your report that Gen Z sees it as like relaxation. Yeah, I could not believe that. I was like, oh yeah. Like you put on a fragrance, like I think they love vanilla. Yeah. And like, what's up with that? I did not expect vanilla to be the top fragrance note, but I think, does it speak to that relaxation thing? What's going on there? I, I don't know if I, to be honest, vanilla really quite baffled me, to be really honest with you. Okay, I, you too. I was like, yeah. it just stood out as like, huh, I would not have picked with all the cool new herbs and like yes. the wellness trends and like Palo Santo. I don't know. I wouldn't have picked vanilla. No, but. me neither. Me neither. But I think... You know, vanilla is maybe, it is maybe comforting and relaxing and, and kind of like memory wise, maybe it does, nostalgia. you know, nostalgia. I think it's also, you know, as far as ingredients, vanilla is a little bit more accessible than your like sandalwood, like musky oud sort of fragrances. I think maybe there's an element there as well, because I I would say, and, and I would hazard a guess, and, and again, just like to say, I'd, maybe this is like a not correct thing, but maybe vanilla tones and notes are more we see it more in fragrances as like a if someone asked you what does palo santo smell like you couldn't describe it if someone asked you what does vanilla this is approachable like this is a baby step into the world of fragrance because we all know that scent i think yeah yeah i think we cracked it i think that's it Gen- We're done. Gen- that's yeah, it yeah, moving done. on we've yeah. we've nailed that trend <laughs> come to us for all your gen z knowledge yeah. <laughs> and and your your report looked at hair too and mm-hmm. i love this the fact that so when when i used to write about hair you know i'd struggle to write hair type and hair texture and explain it to different people and you know the stylist andre walker came up with this system mm-hmm. forever ago but like only people in the new knew it the 1a 2b 3b 4a you know it is. I don't think even a lot of people know that where that system came from, but I love mm. that Gen Z knows their hair type down to their coil shape, their texture. And why do you think that particular system, the 2B, 3B one that I'm talking about, resonates with them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's common language. It's like it's not right? an unusual... When did that happen? I think I would probably say it was around the pandemic, I think when that yeah. really started started going further and wider and in regards to why why it's still resonating I think it's a bit of like a it's not broke you know like it's it's clear 
It's super clear. It's super like, do you useful. know your hair type? Do you have your? Well, I, I kind of, I'm kind of in between like a two C and like a something else, and it kind of changes. I don't know. I've got, a, yeah, I've got a whole, a whole. Well, and that's the other thing. On one head of hair, you could have a two A up front and a three C at the nape. Yeah, I didn't know that until I discovered that on TikTok. So you know, I think, I think there's, there's definitely, I think it's so useful where you, where people can be like, right, this is my hair type, but they're still flex enough where there's like you know you can be a little bit more individual with it as well right so I think I think it's yeah it's just a really it really works it's it's cool to me that this language like certain I don't know how to say it like certain glossaries or languages Mm. have have developed and you see what's sticking based on this platform because it's so quick to go to a large mass of people and sort of get upvoted, like Reddit. Like, okay, you know what? Let's use Andre Walker's hair typing system. Yeah. That seems to be working for everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or I don't know that it's fully his, but I always equate it with him and I talk about it. Mm. I also think thing, like with, with, so with, with the hair types, I also think like, you know, now we have salons in London that specialize in like wavy, curly, coily hair. And before you book an appointment, they'll say like, what's your hair type? And you'll say like, 2c 3c and and that really I guess it's almost like the step between mass and personalization of like we're gonna you know the person who will deal with your hair cut your hair will know specifically how to cut like a 2c v like you know a 4a yeah yeah no that's great because it also speaks to them wanting to embrace what our looks look like and enhance them rather than change them where in the past it might have been all about relaxing or perming Mm. or adding a curl here it's like no here's the pattern I have let's have fun with it totally okay along the lines of the vanilla thing you know what else surprised me maybe this is a language barrier between the UK and the US Mm. that hairspray was the top styling product this really threw me for a loop because when I think of hairspray I think of like something with a lacquer and a freezing property to it like you know to hold a style is that what you think of as hairspray like 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 Elnet right yeah like Elnet okay exactly so it's not just like oh it happens to come in a pump spray bottle so we're calling it hairspray (laughs) okay just checking just checking no no for sure it is no it's 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 hairspray and I think it's you know if I would again sort of hazard a guess or explore it a little bit more widely with some context of like trends that we're seeing I think the clean girl aesthetic which went so far and wide but essentially that kind of actually Jen exactly like you're wearing your hair now that kind of middle parting and a really oh you mean no wash day aesthetic like that's what we call it over here at my house (laughs) you know but it's like day day three hair hairspray it's kind of similar effect but you know it's sort of it's getting that real like slick back look and you know it's it's one of those things you can do on all hair types it really it really speaks I think to to a hair aesthetic that we've seen just just quite a lot to be honest over over the last I would say few few months six months so I think I I definitely I saw hairspray and I was like okay cool I feel like I understand where that comes from okay so they're like they're using it more as like a fixative for a spray back look because I use gel when I'm doing you know I use that olive oil gel when Mm -hmm. I'm doing my slick but of course yeah if you have flyaways Hairspray. I saw you on Blended talking about some of the shows and you were like, two strands, side ponies, are they coming back? (laughs) So first of all, two strand, explain it to anybody who doesn't know what that look is. Okay, two strand is sort of like taking the front section of your hair and it kind of like maybe half an inch and it's sort of just hanging downwards, whether you curl it, whether you straighten it, whether you kind of like, you know, put it in a roller, it's just sort of like comes down. Is that well explained? I think so. I always... (laughs) No, no, no. I... 
I don't know why it says Spice Girls to me always. It's like, the, yes, because I don't know if this had its 20th century moment, but I think right at the turn of the century is when we saw a lot of it. Either you did a slick back bun and you did like you took the edges pieces with a little bit extra and did those. Exactly. Or you did like, what was her name? Ginger Spice? Whichever one of the Spice Girls always had the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Halliwell. Ginger. Yeah. That was oh, I was that, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, was, okay. that was absolutely her vibe. So this is, is it back? Is it back? So this what was, fuck? so we we did a collection of sort of um, our favorite hair and, and makeup looks across New York Fashion Week. And it's, it is something that we saw quite a lot. That plus a kind of like a flicky sort of bob situation. And then the side pony, I was, you know, I was ecstatic about a side pony. Because I just think that's, what how random how random for a side pony to it looked, come back. And it, and it was low, right? Like it a low, low side pony. It was a low Yeah, pony. we're not talking like Barbie in the 80s side no, pony. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. Let's so see I wouldn't season. put it past them. Exactly. Right? That movie's exactly. coming out, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like a, more of like a sultry, low pony kind of situation. Yeah. And then lastly, makeup, we didn't touch upon that much. We did in the beginning, but I saw that 28% of your respondents in the, in this age cohort wear less makeup than they did prior to COVID. Mm. And I feel like we can't not mention the big elephant of COVID in the room that like really changed habits. Yes. Why less makeup? Because they've spent so much time getting their skin good. I was trying to figure out why you might. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what, that's what I would definitely lean to. I would say, you know, the pandemic was, was, was such a big change in in every way but focusing on kind of our own our skincare habits self-care skincare habits that turned into self-care habits you know spending more time inside and not going out as much I think it, it allowed for for different things it allowed for firstly not not quote unquote needing to wear as much makeup as you would if you were going into the office or going into college or university every day having a little bit maybe more time to explore skincare and getting your skin to the point where it where you as an individual felt like, cool, I can do like less coverage, no coverage, because I'm feeling a bit better about my skin, kind of breaking that cycle. But I think, I think it's, I think it's that, I think it's skincare is, is, is more important. So maybe like everyday coverage is less important. Mm. And that's not to say that color cosmetics isn't still a huge part of this audience's way of like expressing themselves and putting makeup on. That's all, that's all another thing every day that's that's where we kind of believe it comes from from that change of more more skincare needing to go out less wearing makeup less and then you know when we came out of the pandemic maybe it was like okay maybe I can go out with some mascara and some lip gloss on and that's it yeah and maybe even a little of that whole uh, though I think sometimes the acne acceptance and some of that is Mm -hmm. like a little bit of like they're just doing the talk, but then you see you, they still might want to put on some coverage, which I want us to be able to ex- be accepting of the different skin tones and blemishes that happen to people. Mm. I just love when like a person wears like a bright eyeliner and then just doesn't do foundation. I just think it's so cool. It's like, it's think- just like an accessory, not a fix it. And I like treating beauty like an accessory, not a like corrective sometimes. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So you personally, as we're rounding out this interview, what are some of your favorite beauty products? We know you're doing some La Roche-Posay sunscreen, maybe. (laughs) What else do you like? So from a skin... So I'm I'm really enjoying kind of like the cosmetic skincare hybrid products at the moment. So I really really love the, the Pat McGrath Rose Essence, kind of the one that you mix, pre kind of 
after SPF and pre kind of any anything base wise. I actually worked with Westman Atelier as like a creator very recently on their yeah. highlighter stick, which is sensational. In, in oh, it's so good, so good. I've got I've got the nectar shade, which has just turned into like an everyday. This is what I need on my face. But then I also tried their Vital Drops, which is the new skin tint. Have you tried it? Literally, when we hang up, I'm going to an event to like try it at the Bowery. <gasps> Oh my god! How funny. Are you going to? No, no. I'm not. But that's so weird because the bar- I'm literally in the I'm like on I'll off the barry. How funny! It is like sensational, like oh, sensational skin tint. Yeah, it's really really good. And then I guess skin skincare wise, I really love. I think I'm in my like Korean skincare kind of element because I've I've been doing okay. sort of a lot of French pharmacy. But I love you know. I love French pharmacy brands, but I really like Innisfree. I actually really like their SPF, their watery sun gel. Um, oh, really it, we, I don't think we have that here. It probably has some great ingredient we're not allowed to have. It's, Innisfree watery sun gel. It's so that good. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it's really, it's really fab and just leaves like a really beautiful kind of gl- like glass skinny glow to your to your face. That's great. Oh, glazed, the glazed donut glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Actually, speaking of glaze, it's so funny because I really, really am enjoying Roach, Hayley Bieber's collection. Oh, the peptide business. The, yeah. The, the, gla- the glazing serum. Or, yeah. The yeah. glazing, yeah. The glazing serum fluid, something like that. I'm really, really loving that. One of our former guests formulated that, the cosmetic chemist, Ron. Wow. He, yeah. So Shout that's out Ron. Fun. Ron did such yeah, a great job. job. It's a really, really <laughs> great, really beautiful product. And then, I don't know, like some, some you know, the NARS creamy concealer I like every time I go into Sephora especially when I go into Sephora here I'm like shall I try a new concealer and I'm like no the NARS one is my it's my she she has my heart the NARS cream (laughs) concealer (laughs) she's a good one I think it's worthy yeah agreed all right so before I let you go we do this little speed round at the end of every interview so I did one special for you who is your favorite content creator? And it doesn't have to be beauty, but just you, Marina, like you could just scroll through this person's content for hours. Yeah, it's it's Michaela. I adore Michaela. Really? I love her. I love what? her. I know, because as you were talking about wearing less makeup, I was like, but then you have someone who throws you for a loop, like Michaela. Yeah. Clearly, she talks about the trouble of having to wear all that makeup and like she's so open. Same. Why is she so damn watchable? She she is an absolute unicorn like she is single-handedly the i i will like you know wear like say this with full confidence she is the single most powerful person in beauty we have ever seen and i feel like if i met her she would not believe it no 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 i feel like you tell her that and she'd be like she'd like giggle and be like stop you know like <laughs> she'd, she'd be so adorable with it but i think yeah. you know i I love that she supports independent beauty brands. I love that she clearly, you know, she's super successful. Obviously, she does lots of, like, beauty partnerships with brands, what have you. But I love that she spends so much of her money reinvesting into the beauty community and the beauty world. She's great. And she really, first and foremost, she really knows her stuff. And she's really passionate. And I think... I think that's infectious. Uh, people that started in retail, they yes. make the best creators because they're in the trenches all day, right? They do. They do. And I, lo- I love that she's always talking about how she used to work at Ulta and she's she's my favorite. And I know, you know, I know she's she's the biggest and it's maybe like not like a small creator that I'm like sharing with everyone. But I honestly just think like she really deserves her flowers because she is fantastic. 
Yeah. And what is your favorite beauty focus TikTok or reel or meme? Like just like a video that you're just like, this is so good. Oh, Jen, I really, I really spent so long trying to figure this out for you. And I actually just came up with nothing. <laughs> I came okay, up with nothing. Fine. Do you have I'm a so meme sorry. that makes you laugh every single time? Like, like, I don't know. I have, my, I have Do you guess. have one? I'll, I'll throw, I'll, well, no, I just, there's this stupid gif. This is like, I'm probably going to cut this out, but like, it's from SNL from years ago, and they and it was Kristen Wiig with a tiny triangle, and she just dings the triangle when she like said something correctly. And I send it to my friends all the time as like a mic drop. Oh, that's just so like, funny. Ding. Okay, but so, like that's <laughs> so with that a meme. I so my favorite like my favorite gift that I send like yeah yeah like tell me. multiple times a week is is Homer disappearing into the bush. My favorite. Like <laughs> when you make a mistake or something, yeah, yeah. like when do you send yeah. it? Yeah. I like and some and I've actually started using it as a verb. So I've just gone like I'm gonna homer in a bush about this and just like <laughs> just like withdraw. That's my yes. fave. Yeah, that's, that's my fave. That's a fame. good one. It 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 cl- it makes so many feelings into one tiny little picture. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your favorite place to shop online? So there is an incredible shop in London, but it's an online store as well called LNCC. It's a, it's okay. fashion, not beauty. Cause I, I have to mm-hmm. say, I have no loyalty when it comes to shopping beauty online. I just go where the products are or TikTok shop, to be honest. But LNCC from a fashion curation perspective, beautiful collection. And they curate other brands? They curate other brands. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out. And what about in person? Where do you like to shop? Like just for the experience, I guess I'm asking even. I love Space NK. I love oh, Space yeah. NK. I think it's a really, yeah, everyone, you can, you can really tell when people are well-trained and like they really know their stuff and they can really help. So I love Space And then their stores are always so beautiful. Yeah. It's a nice experience. And lastly, how do you relax at the end of the day? What's your wind down? It is skincare. Oh, this yeah. is convenient for what it, you do for a living. I know, it is. It is. And it's it's so funny because I'm a I'm an early riser and like an early sleeper. So I will, you know, multiple times in a week I'll be watching TV with with my boyfriend on the sofa and then I will fall asleep in front of whatever we're watching, always basically. And then he'll wake me up and he'll be like, you know, go to bed. And I will then go into the bathroom and spend 25 minutes on my skincare routine because I'm like this is this is my wind down and soothing. he yeah it's soothing it's sort of I think there's a nice like kind of disrobing if that's the right word a kind of like mm-hmm. a taking off the day and and spending some time with yourself yeah it's definitely and you know it's it's not like a obligation it's something that I really really enjoy and it's a lovely way to end the day then it sounds like you're in the right line of work. This was so great to talk to you and hear more about what Kyra does and what you do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Jen, for having me. I had such a, such fun. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 